everybody. This is Sue Ellis-Seller from Spiritual Business Spotlight, and I have a special guest with me today. Kate Matheson is joining me from all the way in Beijing. Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you? I'm so glad to be here today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, when you reached out to me, it was really exciting because I see that you help people build a fully booked health and wellness practice, which is what a lot of the people that I work with and deal with are looking to do, myself included. So um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, how you ended up in China? I don't know if we, <laughs> if we have enough time. I know. I know. Our, our, all, all of our stories are always just so twisty and turny, but that's sort of what makes the, the fun adventure. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, I first I do do business con consulting and teaching with health, wellness, and, and actually a lot of spiritual professionals um, to help them grow their practices. And so, you know, I kind of had a different root or story than I think a lot of sort of business coaches in the health and wellness and sort of spiritual world. I didn't really start out being a practitioner who sort of figured out the business side and then moved into business coaching, which I think is amazing, you know, because you they get so many you know, inside perspectives, but I kind of started the opposite and, and started in business. Um, you know, I come from a very long line of entrepreneurs. My parents were sort of the model for entrepreneurship. They, I think now they've worked together for probably 40 years building different businesses. And even now at 65 and 70, they each have a side hustle to their existing business. So I've really always lived um, in an environment where they coached us and pushed us to dream and, and build the things that we wanted. And we had, you know, that was like our dinnertime conversation. And so my whole life, I've really seen business building as kind of a creative outlet, like where you can have these dreams and then build them and really see them through to fruition. And I'm a Gemini, so I really have like the both sides to me. And I find this you know, being an entrepreneur and building businesses, it like satisfies both sides. You know, there's that creativity to it, but also so much of it is problem solving and analysis and logistics. And, you know, I, I love both. I feel like there's nothing that I'm better suited to, to do than build businesses. And so, I mean, I studied business in, um, in university. I was at um, McGill University in Canada and I studied finance and then kind of randomly, I did a minor in social and environmental business strategy. And um, this was kind of like the first place. Yeah, we, so you learned a lot about corporate social responsibility. And um, it was the first place that I saw that I really got to see like how a business could positively impact the world just even beyond its consumer and how you could really create like a win-win for both business and consumer and then also go on to create larger impact from there and you know even my parents like we're from a very small rural town so it's not like they're you know big like smarmy kind of salespeople. and so I've always thought about business in this way of being a win-win scenario and that you know you're not succeeding at the expense of someone else you're succeeding because you are doing something good for someone else and I find even now that's a hard realization for a lot of healers and maybe yourself too is like getting over this guilt of doing well because it feels like it has to come at the expense of someone else um 
And that's actually a lot of the work that I do with my clients initially is, is helping them to get comfortable with the idea that the better you do, the better you can serve people and that, and the better you do, it probably means the more you're serving people. Um, and so I've kind of always approached business that way. And when I, when I graduated university, I worked for a very short time as an employee, but I quickly learned that wasn't, wasn't for me. So, um, I moved into real estate and in, in the past 10 years, it's been now I've built five businesses, um, in real estate and investing and, and business consulting. And I had, um, an online meal planning business where I help people who are going new to gluten-free. So it was like very widespread, um, but always about, I mean, much of entrepreneurship is like how to get clients and how to build a business because without people, you have no business and you cannot serve and you cannot achieve your own goals. And so it all sort of boils down to people I've found. Um, but I've become very, you know, attuned to what, it takes to be a small solo business owner. You know, I've built teams, um, but a lot of the time, you know, it always starts out as just me. And, you know, it's very different than building a big company or having a startup. To be a small solo business owner, um, it's a different kind of beast. And I, I know it very well. And I, I love to talk about it, but it's, it was sort of an interesting twist in the whole story of like how I really shifted into the into the wellness world because I've had um, an autoimmune disorder for the last, I can't believe it's 15 years now. When I think of how, how old I am, I can't believe it, um, since high school. And I really, I have to thank my mom because alternative medicine, natural health, it was, it was not common then 15 years ago, but she took me to naturopaths and acupuncturists and I did food sensitivity testing and energy work like way back then. And it opened my eyes to where conventional medicine was really lacking and also the opportunities of alternative health and wellness. Because before that, I mean, when you're 17, I didn't have anything before to really see, you know, how just sort of conventional medicine and conventional wisdom was, was failing us until then. Um, and so I lived like that sort of, I lived, I was gluten-free long before it was, it was popular. Um, and I managed my health like that for, for a long time, but I never really had full health. I was always sort of just like a little rocky. And I, I, I see now because there was like that deeper layer, there was that internal, emotional and spiritual part of it that, you know, I had a lot of patterns and stories of stress and having to feel, you know, be the best to really feel worthy and just like the pressure of always being on, um, you know, as a lot of kind of like type A's can relate to, and especially when you're, you're, you know, a business owner there, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot more than just being an employee. And so I think even, you know, my parents, God love them. They instilled some of those patterns because they too were entrepreneurs. So like this idea of always having to, you know, strive and do more and just, it was a lot of pressure. And so my health was just never really that good. And I started to get into um, meditation and journaling and affirmations. And I've always been kind of spiritual. Like when you think back to when you were a kid and you kind of like realize, oh yeah, I guess I was always into it that, you know, I had tarot cards and I had a talisman that I carried around with me. It was like a little feather that I just carried around with me for like a solid year in everything I wore. Um, and so I've always had this sort of 
connection to the spiritual. And when I started to see that my, that diet alone was not going to solve my health problems, I, you know, I started meditating and journaling and affirmations and like some of these kind of basic things. Um, And anytime I, you know, in this whole 10 year process, I started other businesses and I would always kind of say to myself, like, okay, this one's going to be different. You know, I'm not going to put myself second. I'm going to have a life. It's not going to be as stressful because, 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 but like, because they were such deep rooted patterns, you know, as you know, just changing my business and meditating, like it didn't get rid of them. And like this went on for, I don't know, probably six years of, you know, feeling well, then not feeling well, feeling well, then not feeling well. And then about four years ago, I got really sick. Like I'm not a big person and I lost 30 pounds and I was just like skeletal. I was so sick. My body was, you know, very clearly saying no. And I remember one night just like crying on my bathroom floor thinking like, what, I've got to turn this around. And it was funny because like the next day I was seeing a Reiki practitioner who had been recommended to me. And I, I had done Reiki before I'd seen, you know, every practitioner there was at this point, but um, it just like hadn't really clicked. But this Reiki practitioner was incredible. And I felt like that very first time I saw him such a release and sort of like a clarity, you know, I was seeing life just through new eyes. And I, I did slowly get better. Um, my health, I, I did, I, also, you know, was doing a lot of other things at the time. And I I took some time off like a few months for my health. But this whole sort of like healing time, I would say, was over maybe a year and a half. And during that time, I was seeing practitioners, like almost daily of every kind from like, shaman and Reiki practitioners. And I was seeing like traditional uh, Tibetan doctors to sort of more conventional natural medicine, you know, naturopaths, acupuncturists, things like that, really tapping into my health on, on all the layers. And, and it's really, I mean, it's improved my health to levels I haven't seen. I haven't felt this good, um, in years, but one of the big shifts it it created for me and sort of like inspirational sparks, because as an entrepreneur, right, you're always getting like ideas and in working with these practitioners, you sort of start to get to know them. And I was getting, you know, getting to see kind of behind the scenes and, and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband is a chiropractor. So I was very entrenched in the health and wellness world from all perspectives. And I saw that they were struggling. Like even the ones who are incredible and could heal on such powerful levels, were not doing well. I remember like one of the times, um, I was seeing this massage therapist who, who specialized in like abdominal adhesions and, and um, scar tissues, like helping heal scar tissue. And I was her only booking that week. Oh, she had wow. made a hundred dollars that week. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like that makes no sense. Like, how is this possible? But I started, you know, and, and it just sort of, you know, when, when something clicks, you start opening your eyes to it more. And I started to see like, they're all, you're all self-employed, you know, for the most part, but even if you're, um, you know, an associate in a clinic or you're affiliated with a clinic, you're, you're self-employed and, but yet no one teaches you the business side. You, you're just sort of meant to expect, like to know how to do it. You know, you spend all these years really honing your craft of being this amazing healer and learning how to, you know, all the parts of the bodies on all these different layers 
And then yet you don't learn how to actually like get those bodies into your practice. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff was just sort of coming into place. And I was already consulting a lot of small businesses at this point. Um, and some of them were already in wellness who kind of needed a, a framework to get started. And it was almost like, you know, a Rubik's cube, that like one final click, that last little click into place when I was like, okay, now I see, you know, where all the steps I've taken before me, like why they have led me to this place. And, and so I've started this, started this business Matheson and company about a year and a half ago. And I mean, it sort of has iterated a few different ways and now is fully focused on, on health and wellness practitioners. Um, but I love it because it allows me to, you know, it served me really in so many ways that like it lets me talk about and, you know, things I'm really passionate about, which may kind of sound nerdy, like talking about building businesses, but I get to do it every day and I get really excited about it. Um, and I get to do it with people that I so respect what they do. And I so see the value. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, the value of their impact. And I don't know, I love this new age of businesses that we're all sort of in where we're focused on serving and sharing our knowledge and our expertise, because it becomes like this amazing, a ripple effect for life transformation. Like I get to help. I think I often think of like, I get to help three different people in a chain and probably, you know, so much more as it pays forward. But I really, I get to help myself, you know, I'm fulfilling a personal passion and supporting myself really well and having this life that I, I really am loving living. And then I get to help practitioners build businesses so that, you know, they can go on and do the same thing. They can fulfill their passions and finally, you know, live the life they want and, and make the money that they deserve to be making. And no one likes to talk about the money, but everyone comes to me because they're not making enough money. So I love that I get to help people make more so that they can do more of the stuff they love. And then in doing that, you know, they get to help people live better lives. And it just, it feels really, feels really rewarding to be a part of that whole ripple effect. Because I really, especially when I was selling real estate, I, I was kept thinking like, I have to do more than selling you know, million dollar properties to upper middle class millennials. Like I have to be able to have more of an impact than that. And years later to be doing this, it, it feels, it feels really good. So I know that's a long, uh, a long story, but it, um, you know, it weaves its way in funny ways. No, I love that because it, you know, you tied it all together so well, because sometimes we don't understand why we're going through the issue. Yeah that we face. And then, like you said, when, when the Rubik's cube kind of everything clicks into place and you're like, ah, now I understand why I'm here and why I've been mm -hmm. introduced to all of this stuff. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to hear <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. That's how I feel when I think about it truly, because like, you know, especially when things are not going well, or it feels like there's, um, some sort of obstacle. And for a lot of people, it's their business or, or something's not clicking. For me, it was really, you know, most, you know, obviously not every business was successful as I wanted it to be, or there's always obstacles when you're an entrepreneur. But for me, my big like life obstacle has been my own body and my, my health. And it's easy to become very resentful of that. And still sometimes I, you know, I feel that frustration of not, of feeling somewhat restricted by my body, but once you see 
why it all happened and why you're here, um, you can express a little bit more gratitude, gratitude for it. And that's how I try to look at, you know, not every day is a perfect day, but that's how I try to look at it now. Um, and yeah, yeah, it feels really good to be, to be doing what I'm doing and to see practitioners, um, seeing their own transformations and having their own sort of Rubik's cube moments. It's, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine. And, mm-hmm. and helping to make those changes because it's coming from a place where, you know, far too often these days on the internet, I see the focus being on six and seven figure businesses and yeah. not, and for me, that feels a little bit, I don't want to say it feels wrong and weird because, you know, you're in a business to make money, but at the same mm-hmm. time, the, the service seems to be the central, this, yeah that people should be paying attention to rather than the outcome. And maybe I'm wrong yeah. in that. So. I don't know. You know, it's, it's so hard. I, I'm like kind of fully, it, I think it depends on people's personal goals. Um, you know, f- there were times where my main goal was making a certain amount of money. Um, but then, you know, you open your eyes to what else is more important. And so I think it depends on what people view as success. But I do, I do think it's interesting especially online. And, and for so long, I have to say, I really, I did not call myself a business coach. Um, because like I have years and years and years of, of business experience. And I felt like business coaching was always sort of so focused on, on building the business. But for me, I really, and, and I mean, now people, people understand business coaching and that's what they are seeking out. So, you know, that's sort of what I respond to because I, you know, you have to use the language of the people who are working with you, but um, I lost my train of thought for a second, but, but um, yeah, what, what I've seen and like what I try to do with my clients is, you know, we want to build businesses. Yes. Like you, you want them to fulfill your personal needs, but I want to do it so you can go and live the rest of your life. Like not so that you're tied to your business and building these. I mean, I think a six figure business for some practitioners is very attainable for others. It depends on the model. You know, maybe that's not your goal and maybe it's going to be hard to reach that, but a seven figure business is a whole other beast, right? You've got a team, you've got real, like, you know, there's a hierarchy there and it's a whole different thing. And, and to me, that's not what I'm about because, I mean, it's also not my expertise, you know, I've built small, you know, multiple six figure businesses, but it's a very different level. But what I try to work with my clients is how can you create a business that allows you to serve, but also allows you to go live the life that you want? Because I know, like myself, um, so many of my clients, they've got other things, whether it's, you know, kids and family, or they've just got other hobbies, they want to be outside, they want to be camping and hiking, and they love biking. And, you know, doing all kinds of different hobbies. And when you're solely focused on building, you know, a huge business or a seven figure business, you're all in. And like, there's not a lot of other time to do that. And, and that's not, that's not my message. That's not what I'm sharing because I, I think there's, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in the business building once you get into it too. You know, it's very easy to let it take over your life when you're building, even from a, the very beginning phases. Um, And so actually, you know, like one of the first things I do with my clients is help them map out their vision and like, not just kind of their, 
vision, mission, I often get these like one line statements of how they want to help people. And that to me is not the vision. It's like taking them to that sort of deeper level where they can almost like conjure a moving image of the life that they'll have, you know, of how exactly they're living day to day, what their workflow is like and where they are living and who they're with and, um, you know, the types of things they're doing outside of work. I often walk them through an exercise of just breaking down their, their daily schedule a year from now in, in their sort of ideal world. And once they start doing that, they can see so much more clearly the path they have to take to get there. Um, so that they can have, I always say there's like three P's to your vision of, um, there's your passion, you know, like, why are you so passionate about it? Why do you love it? You know, what is it that you love so much about of what you do? Your purpose, you know, and and this is what so many, I find so many healers focus on is their purpose, you know, their impact they want to have and why they want to help and how they want to help. And that's so commendable. But the third P that goes so forgotten is your personal, like, why are you doing this for you? Is it so that you can have more time? Is it so you can have a certain amount of money? I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, as long as the three P's stay balanced, right? You're right. still, you're still doing something that you're passionate about. You're still doing something that allows you to feel like you're working on a deeper purpose. You've got a purpose and, and it does fulfill your personal life. So if you can do that on six figure, like, you know, with six figures, I think that's great. If you can do that with making five figures a year, that's awesome. I think the main key is having that balance of those three P's and not letting one outweigh the others because if you do, that's when you start to see resentment either towards your clients because you're giving everything to them and you're not making anything or you're resentful towards your business because it's taking all of your life and you, you know, you've lost your passion and you've kind of lost your way. So, you know, it's a hard thing to keep those three P's balanced, but um, that's kind of like the first thing that I do with my clients is like get very clear on what it is you're doing, why you're doing it for everyone involved. And then the, the action steps become um, much more clear. And, and that looks, you know, it looks a little different to everybody, depending on what their goals are. But without really knowing, you know, what and why you want it, uh, want something, it's, it's hard to know if it's good or bad. <laughs> Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. Because you bring up one, a couple of different things, like number one, balance between mm-hmm. business life and, and your quote unquote, like real life, you know, the things that you want to do, the things that feed your soul when you're not yeah. working. And that, you know, I think that's one of the things that it's really easy to become imbalanced with in my own, in my own mm-hmm. experience you know, just kind of like, okay, I'm building a website. Um, my kids might not eat dinner to, you know, at seven, yeah. you know, um, or really kind of making sure that I'm taking time off and doing things that I love to do instead of always being focused on building my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's again, where I think those three P's, like I, I come back to these a lot with my clients, three P's come into place because often we're so passionate about our businesses and we get in this like business building mode and we're excited about it, right? It's, it's fun to be building this stuff and to be seeing momentum and have these great visions of what we want to do. And we're so passionate that we, 
devote all of our time to it. But then later on, you realize that you haven't really balanced out the personal element or, um, you know, even sometimes your purpose, you lose sight of, you know, what you're even doing by overcomplicating the passion, right? We think we need to have a, like a whole business set up before we can really do business. And yeah, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard to stay balanced and I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it, but it's, I, you know, I really try to work with that with my clients of like setting up our ideal schedules and finding, I find, I found over the years, really, I mean, it's been a real work in progress because I would, I'm, I would work all the time if I, if I could, because I do love it. Um, but then, like you said, you know, you got to cook dinner, you got to clean the house and you want to be doing other things too. You know, you've got other hobbies, but I found that the more structure I have, the more flexibility it gives me. And so I've become like almost <laughs> psychotic about my schedule where I really, really stick to my schedule, but it's, it's very mapped out. You know, I batch my work. I know what day I'm creating content on Mondays and I have client calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays only and I batch it together and Fridays are for projects. And like, I really stick to that. And in doing that, it's given me a lot more time and a lot more flexibility. It's, it's a really, um, it's a really cool thing. And so I do that with my clients. Like we build out the vision, build out the structure, and then we use like systems and automation, which sounds sort of like impersonal. And um, a lot of my healers sometimes resist the idea of putting in systems and automation. But once they do, they see how much better it serves everyone because their own clients can be served better. They can have, you know, connection with them more and, and their own lives just open up so, so greatly. It's, um, it's a pretty cool thing, I think, when you can learn to optimize your business. And again, it's a work in progress. I talk like I know what I'm doing. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I last week was just working like 12 hours a day finishing up for this launch. So, you know, it ebbs and flows, too. And that's kind of the balance is now next week I'm going on vacation. So there's balance and imbalance, I think, sometimes, too. Well, I mean, there are going to be times, like you said, you're you're preparing for a launch. So that is going to require you to put a lot of energy into your business and make sure that everything is in place and running smoothly and properly and, and everything. Like for me, putting energy into a business is kind of some of the key of making it successful, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyone who tells you that building a business is easy is like bullshitting you straight up. I mean, it is not easy. If anyone wants sort of the easy route, go be an employee because being in your own business and being an entrepreneur is hard. You, you've got to work more because you're, you're wearing all the hats, right? I always say like you're the CEO, you're the operations manager, you're the head of marketing, and you're also the janitor. But what it doesn't have to be, and this is what I try to tell my clients and like what we work towards is it doesn't have to be this like never ending uphill battle where you feel like you're pushing a rock and like never making any momentum kind of hard. It, it can feel hard because you've got to wear a lot of hats, but it doesn't have to feel like impossible, you know? And, and so I really strive to give my clients some direction to help them see 
give them the framework for what they, how they can operate in and it makes things easier. I'm not saying they don't have to do the work, right? And, and me too, you know, there's a lot of work that has to go into it and a lot of energy, but um, you know, you don't have to hustle unnecessarily. I heard you say actually recently, because um, I was like binge listening to your podcast. I have to say like, once I found them, I was like, oh my gosh, I just love the energy that comes off of the people she is on here and, and your own energy is so good. And I heard you saying that you don't like the, the term hustle and neither do I. I just think it's like, it's creating so much of this sort of frenetic energy that's surrounding our society these days of like, you have to be work, 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 work. And there has to be sort of this grind, sort of intense grind to it. And, you know, yes, again, you have to sort of work hard, but it just, it doesn't have to be so stressful. You know, hard work doesn't have to be so hard, if that makes sense. Well, and what we're doing, it shouldn't be hard because we're exploring our passions. We're sharing Mm -hmm. our best work and the things that we're so passionate about where we have such an ideology about the impact that we're going to make and so for me it just seems like if there's a an element of like blockage in that then you have to go back and you have to say okay what's blocking me here then Mm -hmm. because like you said I mean I I can't tell you it's going to be easy either because that is just telling you know it's just like it's being deceptive in my opinion <laughs> like you said it's just bs and yeah oh and um, sorry to swear on here but no go right ahead seriously yeah <laughs> yeah don't worry about that yeah um but no, I, no, no, I, I sorry oh. no go on no 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 go on go on I'm sorry I was just gonna say yeah I, I and the thing I find with practitioners is there is this expectation and this belief, which is so beautiful. I think that, you know, because you know how to heal um, and you have this amazing passion to transform other people's lives, you know, that that's enough. And I think they very quickly see that without sort of understanding how to find and connect with people and turn them into clients, sometimes it clicks into place for sure. But, um, there is sort of this little bit of, of business knowledge. And I, I love, I love when I work with healers, like especially energy healers, I work with a lot of Reiki practitioners and like EFT, um, you know, tapping practitioners lately. Um, and the thing I love about them is that just like you said, they can kind of say they know when they have a block and they can step back and be like, okay, what's going on here? What am I resistant to? And a lot of times it is something around their the business mindset that they've had for themselves, whether it's like feeling guilty about, um, you know, telling people to come back. That's a big one that I get a lot is like people feel guilty. Practitioners feel guilty suggesting to their clients that they come back for another session or like kind of dictating a treatment plan, even though, you know, you're the expert. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, you know, going to a practitioner of any kind, no matter how spiritual or conventional they are, you're going, you're looking to them as the expert and you want them to tell you what to do. Um, But that's, yeah, that's a big, there's a lot of like blocks I find that come on the business side. Um, But the, yeah, healers are amazing at sort of uncovering their own blocks. Um, And then they kind of come to me when they say, okay, I see that I'm having these blocks, but I need some actual 
tactics to help me get over them. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do. And it's going to stay as this like expensive hobby or this part-time passion. And I really want to turn it into a full-time lucrative career or just a full-time career that can support me. And, and it does take a little bit of, um, you know, some systems, some systems to do that. And I love that you bring up the systems and the structure as like, seriously, even the people that I work with and talk with all the time, that is the huge block right there is just like, I need flow and that structure. But then you think about things like, you know, um, agricultural systems with the aqueducts and everything put into place (laughs) for things to flow properly. There has to be that. (laughs) in place Mm -hmm. yeah and that's even like the like I was saying you know the more structure I have the more flexibility I seem to to find and and I totally find that's the same thing it's like you know we all want to be in our flow and just um really feeling like we're in our sort of zone of genius and this like this place that we're meant to be that's our passion but if you're sort of like haphazardly trying to also build it and also get clients and also follow up with them. And now you hear you're supposed to be on social media and like, you're supposed to, supposed to do all these different things. Um, it's hard to stay in your flow. And I really, I find that the systems, like, you know, you have to take a little bit of work to set them up, but then it allows a lot of things to just sort of run on autopilot. Like imagine how amazing it would be if, you know, people, didn't have to contact you every time they booked with you, you know, they could just do it on their own. And, and that would save you all these hours. And now I'm getting kind of like tactical here, but just thinking of like, um, you know, online booking systems, even that it just alleviating that one little task that is not your path, who, you know, who likes booking appointments, right? That's not your zone of expertise. It's not in your wheelhouse. Let automation do it let a system do it and it gives you more time to you know be in the flow work with your clients or honestly simply have like the time and space to receive inspired downloads that's one of the things that I need to build in time into my own schedule to have the space for inspiration like I can't always just sit down and you know write an email to my clients or like write a social media post or whatever it might be. I've got to have that space for inspiration. And I find it comes from having, having the structure, but it is hard when you don't like, I've literally spent my whole life learning about this stuff and being in this world. So my, my lens on life is through kind of like a marketing and business lens, but for practitioners and healers, the lens is different. And so tapping into that structure and those systems is, 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 is tricky sometimes. Um, but you know what, that's why I love working with them and they love working with me and, and that's why it's okay to seek help. Right. And and I love that you're out here doing that too. And like helping healers build their businesses because we don't need, it seems as if I have lost Kate for the moment. I hope she comes back in because what she was talking about was so juicy. And I just wanted to like clap my hands. And she was saying, oh, hi, Kate, are you back? I think she's back. I see her in the room. So hopefully she's going to come back in here real quick. Um, 
Let's see. Are you here? Yes. Yay. Okay, because you started talking and what you were saying was so juicy and I was like, but wait, she, she got lost. <laughs> and now I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, I think about seeking help. Yes, 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 yes. And that is like one of the big keys right now. I think that is so profound. But yeah. Well, and, and, that, and that's honestly, that's also coming back to, you know, like this, this um, sort of landscape that we're in right now of sharing knowledge and sharing expertise and teaching like that's why it's so beautiful is you can focus on your thing right you can really go deep into what you're passionate about and then seek help for this I totally love the idea of reaching out and seeking help because we ourselves as energy workers have the expectation that our clients or have the need really that our clients reach out for help from us and many, 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 many givers and spiritual entrepreneurs and people who are in helping professions themselves have a really hard time reaching out to other people to. And it's a very funny thing that we, I think, you know, since we've all become more siloed in some ways, we feel like, you know, we're taught to be independent and it sometimes goes, you know, the pendulum swings too far that we feel like we just have to know everything and do everything on our own. But the beautiful thing about our world is there is someone to help you with every single thing you need these days. Um, and I've come to learn that and, and really appreciate that for myself, that I'm just going to stick with what I'm good at and I seek help where I'm not. And then you know what, like you'll get to a level and you'll need to seek out more help. You know, you never stop needing to learn and, and grow and engage in all aspects. And I think for, yeah, spiritual practitioners, healers, on you know, any kind of entrepreneur, if you really want to make the impact that you are so passionate about making and that you really envision for yourself, you have to learn, one, how to reach out and ask for help in the areas that you need, but learn the, the piece of the puzzle that you're missing. And, and oftentimes that's sort of the business piece, but, you know, there might be other elements like um, even like you said, you know, obstacles and sort of blocks and, and um, you know, sort of the mental hangups that we have, that emotional side can really hinder us too. And sometimes, I mean, you probably know, like healers need healers as well. And mm -hmm we need in, in all areas to be sort of in flow to make things work. Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a launch. What are you launching? What's going on? Um, so actually no one knows about it yet. Um, I did, I didn't know when, when everyone might hear this, but, um, so right now I have actually a four day challenge going on, um, in my group to help people put some strategy in place for their social media because, I see a lot of practitioners, a lot of them come to me wanting help with their social media. We all know we're supposed to be on there. Everyone hears they've got to be, but no one really knows what they're doing or is seeing any results for it. So I've got a, just a little free four-day challenge on for that to put some strategy in place. Um, and then I'm launching sort of just a new small offering. It's going to, it's some resources really to help you make your social media easier, faster, more effective, basically the most foolproof way possible. Because, you know, we kind of touched on this before. You're not in the business of business. And this is what I, I get bothered by is, you know, 
people get really sidetracked trying to build their business and then that becomes the whole focus rather than actually serving their clients and doing what they actually came here to do. And so, you know, in this new offering, I'm hoping to sort of take something off of your plate, help you make social media really easy because yeah, you know, you probably should have a presence on there if you're looking to grow your business, but it's not your actual business. You know, you, you don't want it to be taking all of your time and energy because you, your energy is better spent elsewhere. So I don't want to reveal too much, but it is going to be open very soon and available. And it'll just sort of be a compliment to my bigger program I work with with my clients, um, which is the Booked Up Blueprint, which really is a whole practice model for um, setting the foundation for your client, uh, for your practice, and then um, building in the systems to connect with all three types of people who come into your practice. So new people, you know, gain the new clients, retain your existing clients, and then maintain your practice long-term with referrals. So um, this new offering will be a nice complement to that to help, to help my clients. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Oh, it sounds like it. cat out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that because I mean, I think you've hit one of the key things is that social media feels like it's just drains everybody's energy because they're trying to oh, yeah. how to make memes and how to schedule posts and this and that and the other thing. And a lot of times they're not putting the systems in place like you were talking about before. And it ends up being like the, what their business quote unquote actually is when it's not supposed to be that exactly like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see it a lot. And, and honestly, you know, Sometimes I even see it happening in my own business because I'm, you know, I'm in the business of business that it's easy for me to fall into the trap of like working on my business too much versus in it. And sometimes people are only working in their business. You know, they're only kind of in the weeds of the day to day and they're not working on it at all to put in those systems or structure, but it really is sort of the, the balance of both. Um, but yeah, no one's no one's taught how to use social media for business. So we all just sort of use it as we do personally. And it's not, it's not the same thing. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just teaching practitioners some strategy this week. We're just, we're learning a little bit more um, of the strategy side, and then I'll be giving them a lot of the templates and the tools and the resources so that they can, you know, do it all in a lot less time, a lot less time. Like, you know, 17, like 15 hours a, a month less than they're spending wow. on average right now. Yeah. I, I read something recently that small business owners are spending on average um, eight hours a week on social media. So that's 32 hours a month. That's almost like a whole week of your month is spent on social media. Um, and a lot of them are getting no results, nothing. So right. yeah, I want to help. I want to help you guys change that all so that you know, you can, again, go back to focusing on what you actually came here to do. Because I think we, none of us really want to be on social media all the time. I know for me, I definitely don't. Right. What is your, what's the URL for your Facebook group? I can share that in the um, notes. Oh, um, I actually think my, that Facebook group is closed. Um, but they can, you can find me just at mathsonandco.ca and um and like matheson and co on instagram and facebook and i've got different other like open groups that people can be in on an ongoing basis um where i do free monthly trainings and have a lot of different resources for them i i really you know just like you're passionate about 
helping people heal and transform their lives. Like, so am I, I really want to give practitioners and healers all the tools and resources they need to build the business that they want kind of with minimal effective effort, you know, like let's do the least amount of work for the most amount of results so that you can go and live your life. Right. There's a, there's more to life than increasing its speed. I think Gandhi said, and I've come to really love that saying and think about it a lot that, you know, there's more to life than just doing more work. Right. Right. And I think that you've hit like the primary thing that everybody is facing these days, like how do I maximize my impact and Mm -hmm. get fully booked and not have it just absorb all of my time and energy and effort. And that's, yeah, I think you've hit the, the, um, holy grail that everybody is looking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know what? I'll say one final thing. Um, well, actually too, my friends, let me tell you, it is three things. It is system, structure, and strategy. And if you have those things, like it'll be a lot easier. But what you also just made me think of is, yeah, I, I do understand what people need. And, and that takes practice as well. Um, you know, one thing with practitioners is you spend so much time, again, like honing your craft and sort of being in your mode. And so oftentimes when you, they communicate their message and how they help and the outcomes they can get, it's from their perspective and not from the client's perspective. And so there's sort of a misalignment and things don't connect because I think we forget that like, you know, in whatever we're in, we're the experts. And so people like, you got to take it back six levels to, to talk to people at like the place they're at now and then through your teaching and through your content and through your work with them you sort of bridge that gap and help them get to where they need to be but you know learning to speak your client's language and get inside their head and understand their needs where they are now and from their perspective is one of the fastest and easiest ways to see a shift in your business because you know once you really understand what it is that people want um through in their words and not in your words um you know that's how you really really start to connect with people I find definitely because it just becomes a bunch of um gibberall or whatever that word is where where it jargon that's the word where people Jar- are- yeah oh totally yeah. And, and so the people at your level or who have, have the same experience with energy work or with healing or with different complementary medis- medicinal modalities, mm-hmm. um, they're just like, and then your clients are like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And even all, like, you know, even when they say, you know, like I help you feel more present or I help you release blocks or I help you um, overcome, you know, the the internal dialogues, things like that, or tap into emotional layers. Any of these things, you know, they're not necessarily jargon, but it's not maybe how your clients or prospective clients are thinking about their issue. You know, I'm sure we all see that oftentimes what people think their issue is, is not really what it is at all. But we have to connect with them where they're at. Otherwise, 
we're going to miss the mark, you know, and, and they're not going to feel, they're not going to resonate with our message if we are talking about, you know, tapping into a deeper, deeper emotional layer and uncovering, you know, unconscious patterns and things like that. If they, in their minds, are thinking like, oh, I can't sleep at night. I'm having really terrible sleeps. But yeah. we, we know the terrible sleeps are caused from something else. But, you know, really understanding how, how our community thinks about their problem um, and start to communicate that with them on that level it, it, it's really the the game changer, <laughs> I think, in, in a lot of people's business is finding that those words and that perspective that our clients have, because then you can serve them better too when you when you really see the perspective that they're coming from and help inform them on you know really what perhaps the truth might be. Yes, definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you because. Yeah, you have to step into their perspective and into their reality in order to be able to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And that connection is the most important thing that you can do with your business, with your social media, with anything that you're doing is connect with that person at their level, take their hand and let them know that what they're dealing with is something that you can help them with instead of using terms or phrases that they might not use or might not. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I find it's a practice. I mean, I don't know about you, but I find it's a real practice to pull yourself out of, you know, technician or practitioner mode or whatever you want to call it and put yourself in sort of, you know, your client's perspective, because, you know, you're so entrenched in your world and you so see the power of what it is that you do um, that we often can sort of get caught up in it from our perspective. But, you know, it, it takes real practice and honestly, a little bit of research, like listening to our clients and hearing the, the words that they're saying. And, you know, um, I even think like looking online and Facebook groups and, you know, Reddit, like forums, things like that. Like, what are people talking about that, you know, is really how you can help, even though perhaps they don't necessarily know it yet. Um, and, and that's sort of like one of the first steps in, in starting to connect with people and, and bring them into your world so they can become a client and you can serve them and it becomes a wonderful win-win. Definitely. Definitely. And then it creates those ripples that you were talking about creating at first and, yeah, it just feeds yeah. a better energy into everything. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. You know what I was saying is like, it really can be a win-win um, scenario that you can do well. The 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 better you do, that probably means the more people you are serving, and the more people you're serving, the better you do. Um, and sometimes that means removing the ego a little bit and maybe connecting with people like I. I have a lot of people who are practitioners I work with who, um, you know, most people think about their issue from, let's say, like a weight loss perspective. It's like they've got this extra weight, even though it has nothing to do with weight. Their actual problem has nothing to do with weight and how you help them really has nothing to do with like diet even. Um, and so people say like, well, I'm not, practitioners will say I'm not a weight loss. You know, I don't deal with weight loss. But if that's where your people are, you're not serving them to talk about in a different way. And then it's sort of like a, 
everyone loses. You know, it, it becomes win-win when when you can connect like that. But yeah, it's it's challenging. But I, I think, I mean, I've given so many places that are like the first place to start today. But there's a lot of you know first things to be kind of thinking of when you're trying to really take your business to the next level. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, I've loved our conversation today. I have some. Oh, good. <laughs> so, um, again, Kate Matheson from MathesonandCo.com. Is that right? Uh, dot, dot CA, because I am a Canadian, um, even though I'm here in Beijing, which I didn't mention. But yeah, we are living in China right now, um, which is also a beautiful adventure. But yes, Matheson and Co., like A N D C O dot CA. Um, is my website. And then that's where you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well as Matheson and Co. And do you have a couple of really great um, lead magnets or um, helpful tools? Yes. Yeah. And actually they're all, if people will go to my, my um, website on the homepage, there are three different things I think are really fantastic. And the first is like when you first land on the homepage, it says start here. Um, and that's, I call them 10 commandments of a fully booked business, but really they're kind of like the invisible ingredients that we don't really see, but they're so, so crucial. And then the action steps, you can go to, to put those in place. So I think that's a really good starting point. Um, but if anyone scrolls down a little bit further, it'll say, what do you need? And there's like, I think three different options and whatever they go to is a really awesome resource for them. Um, yeah, I give a lot of stuff away for free because there's honestly, there's so much to know. And so right. I can, I'll give you as much information as you want. Um, but what I do with my clients is like really help them execute it because there's sort of a difference between learning and just learning this stuff and actually, you know, putting it into action. And so I teach and teach and teach a lot. Um, but with my clients, I really make sure that they, they execute. Oh, that's good because I think that's that's kind of where people drop off a lot of times. Like you get a big um, program or something like that, and you purchase it, and then you kind of are left to meander through it on your own. And then having somebody to help you stay organized and focused, and you know, see the the reason that you're doing everything is is just wonderful. And I think people need not only the the information to start out with but also that support gui guidance and experience that you bring. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you. And But yes, of course, like, you know, it's not enough to just learn. It's not even enough to just take action one time. You've got to really be consistent with the action that you're doing and do it over and over and over. And that takes accountability. And you can't always be accountable to yourself 100% of the time. And so um, that's why I've got my communities. And that's why I'm here is to really kind of kick people in the butt sometimes and make sure they get it done and they, you know what, they thank me later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing. I mean, it, it, sometimes you have to have somebody standing behind you, giving you a little push and holding you accountable to be there and to show up. Yeah. Just like, you know, just like you do for your clients, right. You, you know, and the people who come to you, they, they're needing something from you. And so to me, I'm not doing my full duty to them if I'm if I'm not, if I just sort of let them go off on their own. Right. How am I really doing my 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 best work for them? Um so yeah, no, I I 
keep people quite accountable. I love that. Definitely. <laughs> well, I am going to wrap up now. And yes, thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Definitely. Thank you so much for being here and reaching out. And I think you've provided us with so much valuable information to get started. So, oh, good, good. Yeah, I hope people got some sort of tidbits and some gold nuggets from this and even just sort of got the wheels spinning um, if they're thinking about, you know, sort of building their business or taking it from a passion to a, or, you know, like a part-time passion to a, a you know, more full-time business. Um, but they will also find if they want to contact me, I'm always happy to chat more. Right. And we all want to be booked out. We all want to have a waiting list and we all want to be serving in our most valuable and energetically aligned place from that place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't, right? It just feels good. Right. Exactly. So thank you Kate, for your time and your energy today. And I really appreciate everything that you've given to us. Thank you so much. Oh, you're most welcome. It was really wonderful. And I can't wait to talk to some of you soon. Well, thank you again. And again, I was talking today to Kate Matheson from mathesonandco.ca. And this is Sue Ellis-Seller from Spiritual Business Spotlight. If you would like to be in the spotlight, please just contact me at info at spiritualbusinessspotlight.com. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Yeah.